Justified Season 6, Episode 8, Dark as a Dungeon is over, but we're just getting started here on Poda Show Recaps. I'm Josh Wiggler. Uh, I am joined here by a man who I just, I love his balls. It's Antonio Mazzaro. Antonio, how are you? Whoa, wow. With that kind of an intro, I don't know how I am. I'm feeling a little, uh, I'm feeling good about that, actually. I'm glad you do love that. Well, I saw your juggling act last night in, uh, in New York City for the first time, and I thought that that was really cool, so I just in love with your act. That's great. You're That's very, great. You're very good what you do. Hey, I, if there, there's nobody that juggles a bee like me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, that was a really dirty way to start this thing off. But we're feeling a little frisky here, I will admit, because this is the, the first time uh, ever. Antonio, what's wrong? I'm just trying to get my drink, Josh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I can observe Antonio because Antonio and I, I am, I am literally touching Antonio as we speak. I'm physically touching this guy. It is, a, it is a good feeling. Hi, Antonio. It feels better for me, I assure you. No, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Okay. But no, this is our first time meeting in person. As we, as we had promised uh, last week's podcast, we said that we were going to be meeting up in a bar in New York to talk about the next week of Justified uh, because Antonio is here in my town uh, in not Canadian New York, actual New York. Yeah, uh, we're in Goanus. We're in, no, we're not in Goanus. We're, oh. we're in Bushwick right okay. now. Uh, and it's Goanus, get it right. Front, not back, I got it. <laughs> yeah, um, and we are, we are here, you're in town because Rob, uh, Rob Sesternino, the, uh, the lord and master here at Post Show Recaps, and of course, Rob has a podcast, is recording the live know-it-alls here uh, today. It's happening a little bit later today as we are recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, Antonio's in town for that. So it's really cool. This is the first time that I've seen Antonio in person since that time we went upstate. Yeah, yeah, up, 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 up. I'm covering the mic. I, don't... For, I forgot that. I'm not supposed to talk about that. No, no, no. But yeah, major shout out to the Pine Box Rock Shop here in Bushwick. If you're ever in New York, specifically in Brooklyn, look up the Pine Box Rock Shop. Great bar, great bartenders, great service, great people. Thank you very much for letting us record here. Uh, and we're, you know, justified fans. They show The Walking Dead here, Josh. Oh, do they really? They do watch parties for people that don't have cable and everything, so. They should do justified watch they, parties. We, we, it's, it's not, there's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Come back in town for the finale. We'll do a justified party. Oh, my I, gosh. I like five people. I feel like that would be justified that if I did that. That would be justified. No, this is a cool place. You can hear a little bit of an echo because we are in a back room here at the Pine Box Rock Shop. Yeah, it used to be a, used to be a coffin uh, factory. A coffin factory, which yeah. is appropriate for this week's episode of Justified, certainly. It did. It, uh, it is. It certainly it, is. It is. Nothing got dug up or anything. Nothing got dug up. But yeah, so that's, there's a little bit of an echo here. There's, this is a performance space that we're in right now, and these people are very gracious to, to let us be here in the middle of the day. But we do have, we actually have a hard out this time. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this will actually be a quicker one, but we always say that it never is. Uh, but we, we do have a hard out that we are trying to aim for, so we will try and be as on point as possible here. Uh, so let's just let's dive into the episode a bit, but just broad strokes. What did you what did you think of this one, Antonio? Um, what do you think are some of the major points uh, that we're going to have to hit as we're talking about Justified, you know, driving towards its end game here? Well, I mean, I think this was an episode that uh, existed on two levels. There were the thematic levels with Raylan literally digging up pieces of his past and burning other pieces of them and confronting old ghosts. Literally, confronting old ghosts. Absolutely. A very like, old ghost. The very, what, very old ghost? Yeah, I don't know what you ghost. mean by that. Why are you calling me old? Well, yeah, you're, you're the worst kind of person who'd ever see a ghost. She's a son of a bitch. <laughs> she is. So anyway, yeah, there's the themes, the thematic things that are going on, but then there's really action-based things going on with everything that's happening with Ty Walker and his... Let's let's pour, let's uh, Josh let's 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 have a sip let's yeah. clink it up. We have, have we have sip. some whiskey drinks here. We do. Appropriate since we're talking justified and yeah let's 
We're raising our glasses. Raising our glasses. We're gonna, to R.I.P. Ty Walker, who has gone, uh, who has met Choo Choo in the in the boneyard. Yes, <laughs> he's derailed. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt, so so good on this show. So, so good. I'm, also, uh, not to brag, but point for me in the death draft. I think that's right. I unfortunately, I've drawn first blood. You have drawn first blood, uh, and. Uh, I mean, I, I did. I think if I remember correctly, I did have Raylan digging up his parents' corpses. <laughs> you did. You had that on the bingo card. <laughs> so, I mean, I did a cover all of that yeah. because we got it right into that this episode. Right, but, right. You scored some points for that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting merging of the things, the, the worlds that Justified lives in, both the thematic and the realistic. I also believe that this is Raylan's first confirmed kill in a really long time. Uh, at least a season and a half. Yeah, did we, we, can we go over that? I mean, did we, we talk about well, that? We talked about that during the um, the episode where Choo Choo died, right? And right. He has the shootout with a bunch of people there. Did he did he kill any of those guys? Uh, do we count any of those? I don't know that. Bodies? I don't know that we know. For I mean, sure. if Raylan ended those or not. Well, I, this is unambiguous. How about that? Yeah. This is a straight. This is a direct two shots to the back. Oh. Ty Walker very upset about getting shot in the back. Yeah. Not the way he wanted to go out. Well, he shouldn't have run away from him. Yeah. He, he should have run toward him. Yeah. He should have. <laughs> if you wanted to get shot in the front. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, well, certainly um, one of few kills in a while, if not the first kill since season four. Uh, so it's been, it's been a while for Raylan. Um, and that was, that was very sad to see Ty go the way he did. But it was, it was an exciting episode, really cool to see Arlo Gibbons pop up again the way that he did. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, let's, let's start right there with, with Raylan. Um, like burning all of Arlo's stuff. I was, I mean, no love lost between these two. I, I don't know why I'm surprised, but it just seemed like such an extreme move to burn all of Arlo's belongings. Yeah, and, and look, this is Raylan literally putting things to bed so that yeah. he can move on with his life. And Arlo's, the trappings of Arlo's life, Arlo's detritus, his letters from war, his dog tags, his pictures, these are things that really don't mean anything to Raylan. And I'm kind of surprised he didn't do this sooner, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I wonder if any of that has to do with the fact that he needed to, you know, he's got, this guy has a lot going on. Uh, and he's, you know, he's set up shop here at Arlo's uh, as like his base of operations as he's going after Boyd and everything like that. So he's got, he's got things going on. But I feel like that, that visit with Winona really lit the fire under his butt to light a fire over his father's stuff and try to burn away his past so he can, you know, and it's on full display throughout this episode is he's, he's done waiting, he's done playing the long game, he wants to hit fast forward on the Boyd thing. Yeah. To the point that he doesn't even care if Boyd knows that he's coming after him. Anymore. Right, right. And I, and I think that that is, uh, that's good for Raylan. When he creates the drama, when he creates the tension, good that, for Raylan or good for us? As it's good for it's good for everybody because yeah. when he creates tension, when he creates deadlines for people, they usually just end up dead. Uh-huh. No line, no yeah. waiting. No like uh, this usually happens. So when Raylan, if Raylan's in sort of beast mode, if he's ready to kind beast of beast mode, Raylan, beast mode, Raylan. Next question: If this is something that he's doing, uh, this is good for everybody, except for maybe for Boyd and possibly for Raylan. Yeah. You know, we've seen this. And for other people, when Raylan is ready to move on and he's ready to put a button on things, that's usually when someone else dies or they run away. But we, we heard Art at the beginning of the season tell Raylan, like, one of these times it could be you that catches the bullet. Sure. So and that it, comes up in this episode, too, where Raylan tells Boyd, like, this is going to be one of those classic stories where the hero gets his villain. And Boyd says, or it could be that other classic story about a guy who chases a whale to the end of the world and, get, and drowns for his troubles. Yeah. Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, it's the, absolutely I mean, that's been true. the central question of this season, certainly, is which story is this? 
So what did you think about when Raylan's going through all this stuff? He saves a key. At that point, did you have any idea what that key was or what we were going to do with that? No, I had no, I had no idea. And I, I barely even realized what was happening until Arlo's ghost showed up at the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't realize what he was doing with the key. No, I, I, I don't rem- I mean, we, we obviously we rewatched all of Justified before this final season, but I feel like we watched it so fast that if there was something about Arlo's, like... Frady Hole. Yeah, the, was the Frady Hole part of the show before? Was I, it ever I don't up? think so. I maybe, don't think maybe so. Maybe in passing. Maybe mentioned, but never shown. Never never shown and never made a big deal of, certainly, right. I don't think. Um, but, uh, no, I didn't realize that we were going to the Frady Hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we know what the hashtag's going to be. The Frady Hole. Hitting the old Frady Hole. We're going we're to see how many uh, hashtags you can possibly get. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. That could get really bad. We could derail ourselves pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah we could. Uh, but no, I, did, I didn't realize that's where we're going. But I thought it was a cool place that we ended up uh, going to. Yeah, and, and I think it's interesting because we've talked about on this podcast before about how Raylan is struggling with becoming a father and coming to grips with everything that's required of being a father. And a large part of that is his father was Arlo. And yes. Arlo was not a great father. But the Frady Hole, as Arlo talks about at the end of this episode represented his place where he could go and be, and he could he, he scared everybody to death about what was in there, and there was nothing in there, but it was, it, what, nothing was the whole point of it, yeah. right? Because he just wanted to go there and be alone. And what's most interesting to me about that is, this is not Arlo Givens talking. This is Arlo speaking via Raylan. So this is what's in Raylan's head. This is Raylan's interpretation of Arlo. So deep down, Raylan knows this. Unless we are now establishing that ghosts are unjustified. <laughs> uh, that would turn this season six into the worst season six uh, of any show that we've podcasted about in post-show. Ghost bustified? Ghost bustified. Oh, <laughs> no. You know so you would love that. The you know you would love that. We are playing the hashtag. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to not play it dirty, but okay. if we can play it clean, then uh-huh. we're, we're in fair shape. All right, fair enough. But yeah, I, I, so what I'm thinking, what I'm saying about that, though, is deep down, I do think Raylan recognizes some good lessons from Arlo, that it's important to have place for yourself, that it's important to have a space where you can go and reflect, uh, where you need that. It didn't necessarily serve Arlo very well because we know Arlo was a real honorary cuss, a real SOB, a real bad father to Raylan. But on the other hand, I think Raylan knows deep down how important that kind of separation is. Uh, And Raylan's going to need to compartmentalize, and he's going to need to keep the job away from his family. He's going to need to do these things and decompress in ways that don't put his family in bad positions yeah. if he's going to continue with any kind of role with the marshal service. So I think it's interesting that deep down he recognizes that Arlo did that and that there wasn't anything in there other than that. And I don't know if he doesn't recognize it until he opens the door and when he opens the door he recognizes, shit, there's nothing in there. Yeah. This is just his, his fortress of solitude. Yeah, his but, stuff. Yeah, it's just his stuff. It's just where he went for, for whatever. But that's what's in Raylan's mind. Like, that's not Arlo actually speaking, right? That's Raylan thinking what Arlo would say. So Raylan does know that. I also just like the idea of little Raylan. I always loved the idea of little Raylan. What was little Raylan like? And I love the idea of little Raylan being afraid of a Frady hole. Like, yeah. That's just, it's, a, it's a cool little detail to, to that character. So we'll, we'll get more into the Frady hole later on. There's another quick scene here before we go back to Arlo's house. Where, um, where Boyd and Ava, fresh out of uh, Bulletville, are showing up at the mine because they need to talk to Zachariah about the fact that the pig is dead. Uh, we can talk more about that in a second because I think there's a better scene to be talking about all of that stuff. But the, the key here is Boyd and Ava's first interaction since it's been outed that Ava 
has been snitching on Boyd and Boyd is seemingly okay with it. First of all, what's your impression of where they are based on this episode? Do you, do you believe that Ava is firmly on Boyd's side now and is Boyd firmly good with Ava as well? Well, for the former, I do think that she's on Boyd's side because her interaction with Raylan here is so tinged with lies that Raylan sniffs it out right away. Right. Uh, and, and she doesn't necessarily say anything that's overt. It's not like he catches her in something. Yeah. He can just tell. Yeah. And, and he's he, Saeed Jarazar. He, yeah, he's like up. the human lie detector. Yeah. So it, it happens. And so even though she tried and tried to cover it up and didn't give Raylan anything or didn't say to Raylan, look, I'm compromised. He knew that I knew. So we're going to have to figure out how to you know be a double-double agent here. Uh, no, she did try to cover it up. So I think she's for all intents and purposes, with Boyd. But I don't know how much Boyd trusts her. And what happens in this scene that's interesting, of course... He keeps the cell phone. Yeah, she says, I want the phone. And he's like, nope. Yeah, so... I'm hanging on to that. Yeah, so uh, that's not... He does give it back to her, I think, right? But he's, like, very skeptical about it? Or, or he, does well, he keep he, it? He gives it? He gives it back to her at the, end of the, at the end of the episode, or in his final scene of the episode, before she goes off to see Raylan because she can't show up without the phone. Right. Uh, and she, you know, she has to use it to meet up with him in the first place. Uh, so he gives it to her then, but otherwise he's hanging on to that. Yeah, and stressing, I think that... Uh, Fair enough, by the way, if you're Boyd, I feel like... Well, yeah, because you don't have to trust her fully. I mean, she's going to have to get on board with Boyd, but he doesn't have to be fully on board with her. Right. And uh, and so, yeah, he's hatching his bets a little bit, and like, that's fine. You know, it's funny, he says a thing in the episode, uh, like, have you ever known me to take a half measure before? And, I mean, he's taking a half measure right now by keeping Ava alive. Yeah. To begin with. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like hanging, hanging on to the phone at the very least, it's like, we've come this far, uh, I'm willing to take, I mean, he's not voicing it because he doesn't feel this as a half measure. He feels it's a given that he's not going to kill her. But it's like, I've, I've come this far that at the very least, I'm hanging on to the phone. I'm not taking the chance that you're going and ratting to Raylan with this thing. Also, I, I imagine probably like, let me check some of these texts. What have you, you guys yeah. been sexting? What's yeah, I here? still is really worried about that, it seems like. So, I, I, you know, that he was really all over that in Bulletville. That, more than anything, seemed to be what he was concerned about. Yeah. So, I do think that there's some part of him that 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 would be a more, more of a violation than, than anything else. He'd kill and, everybody in sight. Yeah, that would be including himself. Including and, himself. And, and that, that would be tough. Yeah. So, so we don't, you know, he doesn't want to leave bodies around like that. Speaking of leaving bodies around, what's going on with uh, Raylan and these remains? I know. Well, it's more like an idea of remains, I guess. The remains of remains. <laughs> yeah. The remains of the day. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, he's... So he's selling Arlo's house. He's getting ready to shut this thing down. And as part of that, he wants the bodies gone. Um, he cares about Helen and his mom, but not so much Arlo. Yeah, well, and unfortunately, both of the bodies were put in the cheapest piece of shit yeah. available. Uh, well, his, yeah, what, does he, what does he say? Like, Arlo probably put her in the cheapest shit available. He's like, what, what did you put him in? I put him in the cheapest shit available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was good. Well, and it's, it's interesting that, you know, Raylan can run from Arlo all he wants, but he's clearly got a lot of his honorary nature from Arlo. Oh, and yeah, he's still, yeah, yeah. still playing that out, and that's a really funny way to see that, that in... He wants to put Arlo in a potter's field. He doesn't care where Arlo ends up. Yeah, he doesn't care at all. Yeah. Uh, doesn't care at all. That's, again, not a surprise at all. Let me ask you this. I missed something, I think, in a previous episode. Okay. Because in this scene, it becomes evident that Raylan is on to Zachariah Randolph. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Um, is that something that – did she mention that to him at some point? Did she? I think she may have. Uh, I think that may have been it. 
uh, if you're, I mean, any of our listeners, uh, Susan, uh, Brendan, whoever uh, may weigh in about this, if you guys know, leave us a comment on the page. But yeah, he, he's jumping right in on this Zachariah Randolph. Yeah, what we haven't told you is we, we're drinking a whiskey drink now, but it's our 17th whiskey drink. So we've just kind of, some details have been forgotten. Yeah, maybe that's a little bit true. Yeah, it's not true. It's not true. It's only been seven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, what did you think of uh, Tim showing up and... Uh, being disappointed that he missed the goat sacrifice uh, when he sees when he sees all of the burned uh, Arlo stuff. I did laugh because uh, he Raylan mentioned Zachariah Randolph to uh, Tim, and Tim's like, "Doesn't anybody down here have a normal yeah, name yeah. like why Steve? No one, yeah, why is no one ever named Steve well, or Justin? He's never. I guess he's never met Earl and Carl. That's a pretty normal name, Earl right? And Carl are fairly normal. Names. Yeah, but I mean, they worked with the pig, so uh, it's not yeah, like they get every yeah. normal name there. Yeah, what's like the what's the next most normal name uh, of somebody in? Like Art is kind of a normal name, Art's right? Art's a normal name, but he's from Lexington. Yeah, so like, that's like true. The Harlan. Oh yeah, Dick like Coo- Dick, Coover's Dick not a normal Coover's name. Not normal. Doyle is not a name. No, that's true. Mags, Mags is. is, is I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, no, that that was a funny observation. I I wish that they could now introduce a character named Justin. Justin Steve. Justin Fide. Justin Justin Fide. <laughs> He's a new guy that just yeah, showed up. His yeah. name is Justin yeah, Fide. Justin Fide. He's a regular Poochie. Is that another hashtag? Uh, regular could be. Poochie, not Justin Fide. Oh well, that could be no, regular no, no, Poochie. No, no, no. All right. Uh, but yeah, I I like um, I liked that a lot, and I liked uh, Raylan saying, you know, with with um, with Tim saying, like, you're 24 hours on the thing cut. You're you're done. Uh, and Raylan saying, don't worry, I'm getting back to job number one, uh, which isn't Ty Walker for him, it's getting Boyd Crowder. So we're getting that very clearly here that everything that Raylan is doing right now and everything he's going to be doing this episode is because he's ready. He's ready to go back to Winona, he's ready to go back to his kid, and the only thing keeping him back is this Boyd thing, and he wants it done ASAP. Well, and there's a pendency to it, because who's waiting at Ava Crowder's house? I know, that was a great thing, too, where... uh, we get back to Ava. Earl has taken Ava home. And there is Ty Walker, who just emerges from around the corner. I just love so Garrett Dillahunt of him here just being like, uh, oh, you locked the door. So I suppose it's just, just the three, the three of, us of us. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, that sucks. I mean, what are you going to say? Like, oh, well, Boyd's in the car. Well, why'd you lock the door? So, yeah. You, you, really, uh, you really kind of uh, signed off on that, right? Josh, I need to interrupt this podcast to tell you I really regret not eating that last piece of pizza that we just had. Why? Because I'm, I'm feeling hungry a little bit right now. Are you feeling hungry right I now? I am feeling a little hungry right What's, now. Tell me about the hunger. Well, I mean, I, I got to say, I, uh, I just I feel like I should have eaten that last piece of pizza. I feel like you never want to leave a man down there like that. You never want to leave a man down there. That's right. You know, I've left a bunch of pieces of pizza behind in my day. I know that that seems like a, like a hard thing to believe, given my love for pizza, but I just kind of don't care. All right, well... And you, you didn't even know this pizza for a week, so why are you so upset about it? Well, that's true. You know, it's you, you, hey, you fall fast and you fall hard you sometimes. You fall fast and you fall hard. Speaking just, of falling fast and hard... Just like Zachariah and the pig. Oh, this is no good. <laughs> and, and I mean, this that's is... That's a long way to go for uh, <laughs> joking about Zachariah and I think the pig. we found our way back into it. I'm not sure that was my intention when I started out. Um, what did you think in this scene? Because the next scene, of course, we see... You know, the kind of... Boyd has showed up because they've called him about the pig died. Boyd just showed up. He, Roger that. Roger that. And Carl seems to be watching this because Zachariah is basically kind of shaking him down and angry about this. And Boyd's like, how much more money do you need, you know? Yeah. And he shakes another 5K out of him. And Carl is, like, standing back. And they definitely made a point to cut to him I'm a couple you, times. I'm man. I'm telling you. I'm glad that we've been looking out for it because it's there. Yep. There's something coming. Uh, and I wonder how Earl is going to play into it because it seems like Earl authentically... 
certainly cares about Ava uh, and seems to have some, at least he's a better actor about it, but seems to at least pretend that he has some form of loyalty to Boyd. He's developing one. You remember yeah. at the beginning of the season, he was just a mercenary, right. thought it would be easy money, didn't necessarily want to stay in when it wasn't. Right. But now he seems very loyal. He's well, kind of. It a, seems like it, or maybe he's just he's cleverer than we're giving him credit it's for. It's possible. But Carl, you definitely see that slipping away. Uh, and we've been seeing it slip away. And the look on his face when Boyd, like, green lights an extra 5K for Zachariah is just. No bueno. Yeah. Not good. No. Uh, this guy is not happy, and he's going to, even if it's for like a five-second thing, something is going to give with him. Uh, yeah. It might not be a huge, huge moment. Maybe it will be. That would be cool, too. But, you know, he's, him and Boyd are not going to end up on the right side of things together. No, I agree. And, I, and I, like I said, glad, like you said, glad we've been watching it because it is there, and I think if we went back and watched this season after whatever happens is going to happen, yeah. the breadcrumb trail will be there. And it'll be there in the form of these little half-second takes or shots that we see him in the background of a scene, or we see this sort of lingering look that he's giving. So it's a slow play, but it's definitely a play. Yeah, it's definitely in there. Um, and, and speaking of definitely in there, what's going on with uh, our boy Walker's uh, shoulder? He was shot. Yeah, he got shot in the shoulder. He got shot. Uh, it, was, it was great. It was bad. Uh, yeah, he got shot. He needs some duct tape uh, to, to tape the thing up, and she's like, or to tape uh, Earl's mouth up, right? Yeah. Because they have Earl tied to the chair, and he was like, oh, I got some duct tape here. He's like, no, you don't. Yeah. That's where you kept your gun. That's where you kept it's, that little 9 milli or whatever. Yeah, it's not there. Uh, your shotgun's not in that thing in case you're looking for duct tape there. Uh, if you're looking for any of your cutlery, there's no duct tape there either. It's like, no, well, I guess I don't have any duct tape. But he says, I'm not here to hurt you at yes. that point. So what did you think his plan was? Uh, this was not hard for me to piece together. Not necessarily what his ultimate plan was, but to say, like, no one is guarding Markham's shit right now. Like, yeah. We can go and... Several of us are dead. We can go and get the money. Yep. I know you're after the money. I know you have a crew. I can give you a great idea for how to give, you know, how to go and get the money. Uh, and I need your help because you're, you're hill people and you can get me out of the hills. Uh, so I, I saw a lot of that coming. I felt like that was not too hard to piece together once once he says i'm not here to hurt you yeah i think that's the moment we're like okay well this is probably his last play that he can make speaking of plays and not being hard to piece together i am on my segue game today josh i'm i'm loving it keep going keep playing this next scene with raylan and zachariah raylan sniffs it out right away yeah he finds some dynamite looking dynamite like yeah. it is as is dynamite looking dynamite as you'll see on the tv it's show like true prop dynamite it really is <laughs> yeah. i thought we might have an art situation uh -huh, though yeah you got some arts done here. <laughs> It's art. Art Mullen. Art Mullen. Get, you got some it, art on you. Get it right. Get it right or pay the price. Yeah, and it, it, we had a lost character there as well, or a lost actor. We did. Jeff Faye popping in. Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed just Raylan not giving a crap about just walking in and pulling the, the cover off of the box to see the dynamite. Like, Raylan had been, you know, a little more careful recently, I feel like, uh, and this was just like him being like, nope. I do not give an F. I am walking right in. Here's my badge. I'm punching you in the gut, and I'm pulling the thing off because I just need to know. I need to know exactly what's going on. We are, we're in fast-forward mode at this point. Yeah, and he's straight up calling Zachariah a whore. A whore, yeah. Which is like, man, that's a, that's a strong word to call a man, but it's true. And also, what is his rate? It's... Just 
Apparently, it's 5000 more than it was yesterday. I can't pay that kind of money. Yeah, well. I'm not saying I wouldn't like to. Oh, boy. Uh, the chest hair, is that what? I, is that what I'm a big fan of chest hair. Are you chesty, nestled in those nestles? Baby. It's the eyes, really. Well, well, yeah, those, you can get lost in those eyes. But I also, I also like. Zach, uh, stop talking about how much you love dudes. Yeah. Zach, sorry. Josh. <laughs> Zachariah, that's what you were thinking about. No, no, uh, that was a little something for you. Um, yeah, I, I also liked how Zachariah uh, just punches Raylan in the nads in like five seconds as soon as he walks out of there. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy who, uh, he's a feisty one, this Zachariah. He's unpredictable. Yeah, you know that was he's great. hit you in the nuts or when he's going to push you down a mine shaft. Well, what was great about that is it was almost like, well, you know what? I'm the man I am. I have to have a little bit of honor here. Yeah. So I'm going to fight you for a little while. I'll give up eventually, but I want you to give up. I want you to say you've had enough yeah. so that I can maintain a little bit of my status right. and say I won, yeah. even though Zachariah was clearly done. Yeah, Raylan's like, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll take the high road here. Well, I also like how Raylan's like, you, you got me pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zachariah's like, I still got some scrap in me. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, and Zachariah's like, oh, I guess this is the end of the line. And Raylan says, well, I'm not going to take you in. Uh, and Zachariah thanks him, and Raylan says, don't, you're in deep shit either way, like, no matter what. Uh, which I believe to be true. I don't see any happy endings for Zachariah Randolph, do you? No, I don't. Uh, and and I, I feel like he's really getting involved with the wrong person at the absolutely wrong, wrong time. time. Bad time. Yeah, it's because this is a time when... We really should have taken the whiskey bottle and just blown Boyd's head off. Yeah, it yeah. Been a, or just taken the whiskey bottle and done nothing. Or taking the whiskey bottle, taking the $10,000, and then blowing Boyd's Yeah, and, and we still don't fully know exactly what his play is here. It does seem like he kind of wants to get a chance at getting at this money himself. Yeah. But, on the other hand, he also seems to want to get revenge on Boyd in some way, shape, or form. So yes. either of those things are probably motivated by either greed or some sort of emotion. And acting emotionally in this sort of situation is going to burn you every time. Um, well, speaking of burn you every time, let's oh. talk about a guy who loves to hang out in the suntan bed. There we go, there we go. Bed. Uh, great when Duffy's seen this episode. How much does on Win, every level. How much does Win Duffy love some guacamole? Loves guacamole. And as, as great of a Win Duffy scene as this is, might be a better Mikey scene. Yeah. This is one of the best Mikey scenes of Justified. I it really is. Uh, <laughs> you want to play some tennis, Josh? Yeah. He's like, uh, <laughs> I just love, uh, uh, when he's like, he loves guac. Yeah, and I also just love that he's like, oh, I, I dated a, I dated a tennis instructor. Can we play doubles sometime? <laughs> and, and the room just looks at him like, what the? Yeah, he just like, no. Just no close it up. Close but, it up. But I'm so glad that Mikey is still on the show. I mean, it's so easy to just off the henchmen, and you know, Win Duffy could work with so many different people, and you don't have to have Mikey on the show. Um, what was what's? Uh, I feel so bad that I don't remember his name. But what was the name of um, Boyd's guy that got bit by the snake that one time, and he got uh, shot in the chest at the end of season five? Oh, I don't remember. I think it started with an S, but I don't remember uh, either. Oh, poor guy. We can't even remember his name. Like, but he was, he was great. Like Jesse or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't know. He was excellent, though. He was, he was great. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was really sad when he died. And, like, by the time he finally died, it was kind of like, oh, I really wish that that had not happened. I was, in, I was enjoying his presence. And I feel like it could have been so easy to just off Mikey so long ago. I'm so glad he's around because he's, he's a real source of entertainment uh, to me. Um, and... You know, speaking of, of sources of amusement, I'm amused by the fact that Catherine Hale is going off to play tennis, and I feel like this is where Wynn Duffy's interest in women's tennis comes from. 
Uh, because he's he's got the hots for Catherine he, I Hale. Think he's got the hots for Catherine. He's Hale. carrying a torch. And he's carrying the torch for Catherine Hale, and he gets into women's tennis because that's probably something that Catherine Hale is into. And I think. Moly, moly, moly. Oh, guacamole, yeah, mole patrol. Guacamole. Guacamole. Guacamole patrol. Guacamole uh, patrol. Everything that he says about the snitch here, it's him. He's the snitch. Uh, to, the, to the point that Catherine, you know, he's talking about, what's this guy? Gordon Keith. Yeah. Um, he's talking about, you know, he you know he had a beard. He wouldn't shut up about, about Lee Harvey Oswald. His weapon of choice is a shotgun. Um, he, was, he was picked up for shoplifting vodka. He's not a vodka man. Two days after his arrest, uh, Grady Hale is found dead, and then Gordon makes bail. Uh, so it seems like Gordon was the, was the trigger man, uh, or whatever you want to call it. He's the guy who shanked Grady Hale and made it look like a suicide. It certainly sounds that way. But Catherine says something very interesting that you're probably only paying attention to if you're looking at when as, as a possible suspect yep. snitch. Yeah. And she says, didn't he work for you? Didn't Gordon Keith work for you? And Wynn says, he worked with me. He worked for Grady. Yeah. Um, and this guy, conveniently, Gordon Keith is dead. So, I mean, is that the, did Wynn kind of set this guy up as the fall guy from the jump? That would be my guess. Uh, God, this Wynn Duffy with the long play. I mean, I, I really don't see this turning out any other way because they keep making such a big deal out of it to the point where it's like, it's, it's, it's almost that they're dragging it out too far, that it has to be someone out of left field. It can't just be Catherine. And I think the conversation we're going to talk about later between Catherine and Art rules her out for me. I think so, too. Snitch. Uh, and I feel like, I don't know, I, 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 tend to, I don't tend to trust Avery Markham on a lot of stuff, but I trust him in that moment where he was trying to suss out whether or not Catherine was the snitch. I trust uh, him when it comes to turning his head to the side. Yeah, turning his head to the side and talking about this. Yeah, telling me what truck to buy. We shouldn't do an impersonation of Sam Elliott. He's, uh, he's untouchable. But if you do it three times, he'll he's show untouch- up, right? He's untouchable, bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't try that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I feel very, very good about the idea of Wynn Duffy being uh, the mole. And, you know, if you want to talk about his motivations, it's to clear the way to get together with, with Catherine. Uh, it's to inherit the Grady Hale empire. It's this, you know, he's an upward moving guy. That's the way that he's always been. And clearly it didn't work out for him because when we first met uh, when Duffy and Justified, he was not in a great place. He was, no. You know, he was still his, you know, I don't even know if he was operating out of the trailer when we first met. No, and I don't think he was, but... Uh, but he was installing home security. Like that, yeah. That, the plan obviously did not work, but I could see the Wynn Duffy that we know and love today, I could see a younger Wynn Duffy making an ambitious move that doesn't work out, and he's a survivor. Uh, if nothing else, like, he's going to come out of that situation alive, at least. Yeah, we're in the tank for this theory. I'm curious for the listeners... What you guys think, is there anyone out there who thinks that this mole is going to be someone at this point that isn't Win Duffy? For me, for me, if you're shipping or you're tracking Win Duffy as the mole, tonight's episode, as Josh points out, really, I think, gives you a ton of it, almost to the point where it would be surprising if it's not Win. Yeah, I'd be surprised at this point. I mean, so I do wonder if they're lining up him, him to be the number one suspect. Uh, but maybe it's not that overt. Maybe it's that we've been tracking it so hard, it seems obvious to us and so maybe it's not that obvious to people that aren't tracking it like that. I would be very interested to see what, if any of the listeners have anyone else in mind who this could be, because this, I just don't think it's going to be somebody that we haven't seen on the show. This is a Drew Thompson scenario where exactly. the answer is better 
if it's somebody that we know. I think our, our major players, uh, yeah, of course it could be Markham. It could, it could, it could be Catherine Hale. Hell, it could be Art Mullen. We've talked about lots of different yeah, things. Yeah, that's so tinfoil hat. It's just not going to happen. Win Duffy is the mole. You I mean, gotta, he you is. You've got to think about like who's in character for it. Yes. Like, if that's so out of character for Art, I'd be really disappointed if that's what they It's not going to happen. This is justified. You know, it's like, not going to happen. Like if it was uh, like AUSA Vasquez, like that's you know, that I feel like really undercuts a character that we've known for a long time. I, I think it's win. Uh, but, but if anybody thinks something different, please let us know. Yeah. Tweet at us or, I, uh, or let us know in the comments. Theories, but it's hard for me to imagine it being I agree. And at this point, I, I would be interested to know why anyone could believe anything else. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but I guess, you know, I, on one way or the other, we're just going to have to trust the writers. We're going to have to trust the writers. Uh, or, or we're going to have to shoot them. But I think it's, I think, well... <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. I'm not ready to leave this scene. All right, all right, all right. The one thing I do want to talk about really quickly before we go is just uh, Catherine's plan B. Catherine's plan B being like, well, if we can't steal his money, I'll just marry Avery and I'll get all of his money, you know, the old-fashioned way by, by being married to him and, like, stealing his bank account and, and everything like that. And Wynn being like, well, that doesn't sound great for me. Uh, and I wonder what you thought of that through the lens of even regardless of through the lens of him being the snitch, but through the lens of him being someone who is clearly uh, infatuated with Catherine Hale, is that him being uh, not thrilled about that idea from a businessman perspective or him not being thrilled about the idea of her marrying another man? Yeah, I think a little bit of both. I think that uh, I think that he, I also think that he doesn't really like that Markham is maybe a step ahead here. And I think he's a little worried about that for a number of reasons. Yeah. Uh, not the least of which is that, uh, that it puts a lot of things in jeopardy. Uh-huh. But I mean, I think what you're talking about, the infatuation with Catherine Hale, I think that's a little lower. I think that's under the surface more. I do think it's there. I think that we're meant to notice it. But I don't think we're necessarily seeing like that as, and, and maybe it'll come out. Uh, it'll be very interesting turn for Jerry Burns when it does yeah. play out. But um, I think his name's Jerry, by the way. I heard him say it. So it's Jerry, not Jerry. It, yeah, it's spelled Jerry, but he says Jerry. So I thought Jerry like Cher. That's what I thought. And I didn't know he had a last name because I thought it was just Jerry. Just Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went to Jerry. Uh, I actually believe it's uh, Gary Burns. Oh, no. Uh, not, not, or maybe I think, even Terry Burns. I think, yeah, it might be Larry Burns. Larry Burns. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I do think that's a little bit under the surface, but I, it's a good question, and I think that's something that we have to continue to track because I think that's something we're going to see bubble to the surface a lot more clearly in the next couple of episodes. Yeah, I, just, I feel like that motivation is there. I can, I can really see that. Uh, and even from like the first Catherine Hale scene in Justified in season five when Wynn is talking to her and just like being like, you amaze me, Catherine. Like, uh, there was just there was something there of just like his... You know, you could call it respect. I I feel something like starstruck uh, between between Wynn and, and how he sees Catherine. So I could really see that being a primary motivator here. But we'll see. We'll see. I Wynn Duffy's the mole. He's the guacamole. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's dig into this next scene. Let's let's work on that bullet a little bit. Yes. Would you love when Ty Walker almost blows Earl's head off uh, just because like oh because he the paint yeah oh my gosh and it's such a scary scene because if it was I mean if it was a Tarantino movie that guy's head is blown yeah off. Marvin classic, is dead yeah classic Pulp Fiction move uh, but I I just I really enjoyed. Um, I, I just loved Ty's reaction to it, where he was just like, oh my god, <laughs> poor Earl, or yeah. Earl's pitiful life just passed before. Ooh, that almost happened, yeah. Yeah, uh, so that, that was really funny, and then in walks Boyd, uh, and we have the big showdown between Boyd and Ty talking about the plan. 
Yeah, and, and I think this is a, a great kind of, Ty really spells it out. He talks about how he's gonna have a really hard time getting out of town. Makes a lot of sense. We've seen that uh, in, in, you know, in, in other seasons. Some great episodes of Justified have come from the difficulty of leaving Harlan. Uh, we know you'll never get out of Harlan alive as a recurring theme, yeah. uh, both literally and musically. So it makes a lot of sense that that's why he would want them and that he's smart enough as a military guy who's been in and out of situations like that, that he recognizes that's his chief problem. Yeah. He can get the money. He can overpower Markham. He can do all those things, but he'll never get out. He'll never leave Harlan alive. He'll never leave Harlan alive. So he really does have to make a devil's bargain, uh, literally with the devil in this case, uh, to, to get out of Harlan. So I think that makes sense, and I think Boyd recognizes that. I think Boyd knows he's in a really tough spot. This is an easy way for me to get what I want. Yeah. This is an easy thing for me to do. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if we want to talk about it now or later. I'm not sure when the right time is, but what when when and why does Boyd balk on the plan uh, with Ty? Why does Boyd sell Ty out to uh, to Raylan? Uh, why does, is it just for the 100k? Is it that simple? It's I think so and I think that Boyd knows he's caught. I think that Boyd knows that Raylan's got him either way. I forget exactly what Raylan says to him. It isn't just for the hundred K. Um it is it is like uh I think that it is ultimately that um that it's it's something that's really kind of close to having multiple reasons. Let's talk about it more when we get to it. Yeah, we'll talk about it more when we get to it. Uh but yeah, I mean I think it, the I'm I'm almost well, I am sad because I didn't want I didn't want Ty Walker to die uh, as as soon as he did. But I really didn't. Um, I, I feel like we missed something in terms of like uh, Ty joining that crew. I feel like that would have been a pretty cool dynamic, especially after he went uh, Crow Marty Terminator mode on those uh, ambulance drivers in the most recent episode. But at least we got that moment. I'm yeah, glad, I'm glad we. If you know, if we weren't going to get anything else, I'm glad that we got that. Yeah, I think part of the problem is I, I think Earl specifically seems to be very intrigued by that reward offer. And I think Boyd just knows that once that offer's on the street, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be able to do anything. People like Limehouse are gonna come out of the woodwork. Sure, like yeah. people are gonna come out of the woodwork looking for that 100K. He has them announce it on the radio. Are you gonna see Limehouse again? I think so. You do? Yeah, Limehouse is not out of play yet. I just, I don't see that happening. Uh, and, and I don't know exactly how that will play in, but I think he's still around. Uh, but what I would say is that I think the whole point of having Sam Elliott go on the radio to announce it is to create the sort of public manhunt yeah. that Boyd knows once that's in the game, yeah, he has yeah. no hope of making it out. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. may as well take the 100K. Fair enough. So I think that's ultimately, it isn't that it's $100,000, it's that a bird in the hand beats two in the bush. And hey, they talk about that in this episode. <laughs> you, damn, Raylan, you're in love with my balls. <laughs> you're in love with my balls. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man, I don't even know where to go from there. Uh, let's go to Captain Hale's Hotel. Uh, seems like a safe place to go. At. Well, and, and this, is, uh, this, is, this is interesting. Art's showing up, still working this cold case. He's yeah. really poking his nose around. Still rocking a fantastic beard. You're, uh, he's, he's looking good, man. He looks awesome. Now, my question for you is, yes. is this going to end poorly for Art? Is he getting too deep I in know, here? I know. That, I know Susan Appleby is somebody who's very concerned about Art Mullen. I tend to feel like he got shot in the gut and he's not going to be. Like, we went through that. We went through the idea of losing Art. I feel like Art's going to make it out of this alive. I don't know, man. He's had the opportunity to leave this behind. I know, I know. He is and getting he's himself deeper and deeper. putting his head up in too many places. Did either of us draft Art in the death pool? I don't remember. I don't think so. I, I'm so not good at not. I drafted Mikey, I know, and I, I drafted. Uh, 
Well, if things go south for Win Duffy, I expect they to go. They will go south for Mikey. Well. I drafted earlier Carl. Uh, Carl, I think. And I don't remember who else You'll I drafted. Carl. I think I drafted Rayland. Maybe. You did. I think you did. I think I drafted Boyd. Okay. Uh, so that'll can, be good. We can argue about the, uh, the tiebreaker. The death draft every single one of these podcasts. But but let me funny. ask you a question. <laughs> what about that hard M Catherine Hale drops on Vasquez? What does she say? She calls him a Mexican. She just says straight up. Yeah, she's just dropping a hard M on him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think that that is. She says it in a negative worst. way. She says. I don't think that's the worst thing that Catherine Hale has ever said or done, but it's not great. She says it in a really negative way, like she's upset that he is Mexican. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, not so good, I Catherine Hale. Su- I wouldn't be surprised to get some uh, some racial comments. Out of oh, <laughs> uh, racial? She's the one that's in charge of the office. No, now that's racial. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm... Stop it. No. What? No. Stop it. You're no. such a bad guy. I'm playing word games, I'm Josh. I'm leaving this bar. You're playing words with friends on your phone right now? Doesn't matter. I know you are. I am. So, no, this is, you're, you're right. You pointed out an interesting thing about the scene that before we move on from it that I think I want to kind of hit, which is that Catherine Hill seems pretty sincere. She says she wants the rat killed because he turned her life to shit. I believe it. I, I do, too. I buy it. I don't think that you have this scene if, like, the reveal... We're not stretching this story out for it just to be Catherine or Avery. No, for, I agree. For for her to have this scene, for this scene to exist where she's trying to, like, lead Art on because she is the mole and she's trying to, like, put him in, you know, like, down the path of somebody else. I don't buy that. I feel like that's a waste of time. And I don't think it's a waste of time if she's, like, giving him um, a suspect to look into further that she as well is interested in, legitimately interested in. So I don't I, – I, I've taken Catherine Hale off the table for myself. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I understand. I would be unsatisfied with that reveal, and I, I just – I don't see it anymore. I think, Me too. I think that there's so much pointing in the direction of her sincerely wanting to get the rat that I think uh, – I, I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. Yeah, and I don't either. And, and I think that I'm, I'm – I mean, I, I know I don't want to agree with you on everything, but I, I'm completely in agreement on this is that, is that I just don't see – at this point, how it makes any sense being her in light of the scenes that we're getting. And, and it's just too obvious. I think that's the other thing is it's just not a rewarding payoff yeah. to this story to have it be her. Um, I just don't think that there's any advantage in making that, making that her. Yeah, and I just think that when, you know, when she says to him, like, uh, the man who shot you changed your life forever. What happened to him? And Art says, he got his ball shot off and he got gut shot. At least that's what the report says. I'm sad I wasn't there. And Catherine's saying, like, I want something like that to happen to the rat. Yeah. You believe it. You yeah. buy it. You yeah. buy it when she says that. So, yeah. so I buy it. You know what else I would buy? I'd buy some pizza at Pizza Portal. Oh, my Even gosh. We did, we did just eat pizza, by the way. We haven't mentioned, guys. We, we didn't eat enough I'm gonna, pizza. I'm going to pat myself on the back here. It's my 30th birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, happy Josh. Birthday. That's my fault. Happy birthday to me. What a bad co-host. No, it's not your fault at all. Are you kidding me? Antonio, this, this sweet, sweet man. Um, How do you know? I know, I know. All right, all right. I learned a lot about you in our in our first uh, meeting since that one time we went. No, uh, uh, but, 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 right. uh, but Antonio took me out for pizza lunch. Yeah, first meal as a thirty year old. Plunch. Plunch. We went <laughs> hashtag plunch. That's a gross word. Uh, I'm sure I don't want to look that up on Urban Dictionary or something. I'm sure it means something foul. Uh, but he, he took me out for, for a pizza lunch. It wasn't Pizza Portal, but it was Roberta's in Brooklyn, and that place is delicious. Uh, but Pizza Portal, I bet Pizza Portal's pretty good. Uh, and I love this scene between Raylan and Avery, and, and Raylan just once again saying, like, help me get Walker, and you know maybe you'll get your land, because if you help me get Walker, I kind of don't care about you anymore. Getting Walker is going to help me get Boyd, and Boyd is all I care about. You want to put in roots, I'm pulling up. 
Yeah, I thought the writing in this scene was fantastic. It's I, justified. I liked, writing as always. But I really liked all that was in play here. We talked about putting in roots. You can't put in roots in quicksand. Right. Uh, he says Harlan, and, and Sam Elliott says something like, Harlan ain't behind, behind you, it's vertical or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they dig up another layer and find horror. Yeah, he keeps talking about horrors. It's like, it, this, there were elements of this episode, like, really like a, like a ghost story, just like, like a horror story, the way that he was saying words like horrors and, and uh, the fact that we truly see uh, a ghost, uh, you know, a vision of a dead, of a dead guy. Well, on the dig up another layer, we're doing disinternment. So yeah. that li- digging up is literally happening. So I think that that's a big part of it, too. I, I just loved this scene uh, between two very good actors, Timothy Oliphant playing, like, see this star, kiss my ass. Uh-huh. That's really good, really, like, really fun, excellent, total Raylan moment. Um, and it's total Raylan moment, I think, to, uh, to really confront the, the big bad wolf, as it were, yeah. uh, and really step up and say uh, that's what's happening. And to team up. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't know if... Uh, you know, it, it, I don't know exactly what's in it for Markham. I don't know if he believes Raylan here. I don't know if he thinks, you know what, I'll, I'll give up my guy and I'll, uh, I'll end up getting my farmland out of it. Or if he just realizes he's facing a guy who's not going to let down, mm-hmm. who's not going to back down and who's not going to get into it. But, I mean, he, the deal does not work out the way Markham wants it to. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. I, I mean, I, feel, I do feel like once Raylan gets Boyd, this whole pot farming shit, like, he's done. Like, whatever. If that's what... If that's what Markham's got going on, like, whatever. You know, he, it's not his preference. If he could shut him down, too, I'm sure he would do it. But right now, I really do feel like he's like, all right, boy to now. Um, so he's willing to make a deal with the devil here, but he would also like him to get his comeuppance if he can. Well, the thing is, like, we have to keep in mind that Markham has killed mm-hmm. to get this property. He literally has. And, and so because he has, that, uh, that's something where I don't know if Raylan can just let that slide. I don't see how he can. I mean... And so I don't know what Raylan's end game is here. I kind of believe him in the moment. That's all he's interested in. But I think long term, it's just not, I don't think it's something he can let slide with the way that he's done business. I, I, like, I don't know. I like how he puts him on the crow show. Is that another crow? Is that a, uh, a, secret, a secret Dewey Crow sibling? I may well be. Yeah, a successful radio host brother. Yeah. The crow, I would listen to the Dewey Crow show, by the way. <laughs> I'm so sad that he's dead because he could have had a bright future in uh, podcasting. Oh my gosh. What would he have podcasted about? I don't know. Um, Turtle Dogs. Turtle Dogs. And $5 <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. $5 Turtle Dogs and $5 yeah. Blowjobs. That's the name of an episode, at least. Turtles all the way down. But yeah, so so Markham is going to go on the air and offer 100 k for anyone who brings in Ty Walker. Uh, and that is interesting. Um, and why does Raylan go to Boyd's next? Does he just suspect that Ty Walker is there? Like, what is his... Re- is it just to go there to get this thing going? Let's just keep moving, like... That seems to be like his his thrust of this episode is just like I'm done waiting around. I'm done just like trying to play this one straight by the book. I want to go back. I want to do this the Raylan Givens way. The Raylan Givens way is the fastest way, and I'm just going to come to Boyd and just tell him what's up and tell him to speed it along. I think it's some of that. I mean, Raylan Givens is Batman in this episode. He's sniffing out exactly what's going on with Zachariah. He's popping up. He goes to Markham, sets up a great plan. Yeah. He go and, and the, a plan which, by the way, works. Mm-hmm. He goes to Boyd and knows that this is something that speed the plow. Let's get this plan going. Like this is exactly what's going to happen. And 
we have to keep in mind there's a pendency to this. Yeah. In the beginning of the episode when Tim tells Raylan, like, hey, you're 24 hours of off time or up, and Raylan's like, I got something else I'm going to do. He's kind of planning this out from the jump. Yeah. Like, he's really sniffing all this out. So He's on fire. Yeah, he's really on fire this episode. So He, he got to see his daughter. He got laid. You know, he's just feeling good. He's, he's, his, his batteries are recharged. Yeah. I think that he wants to go back to that life. I think he, he really wants to be with Winona. He really wants to be with Willa. Uh, and he is going to do what he can to get there as quickly as possible. Um, so it just puts him on overdrive, and he's very, very Raylan Givens in this episode. Well, and he says to Boyd, like, you're all that's stopping me from yeah, leaving says, all this it's behind. You. It's you. Uh, yeah, I also like when Boyd says... Raylan tells Boyd to grow some balls. Yeah, he keeps talking about his balls. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He says, you love my balls. Damn, Raylan, you love with my balls. You love my balls, Raylan. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was very funny. Um, and then Raylan kind of loudly announces the reward, loud enough for Walker to hear if he's in the house. Right. So I do think Wa- that Raylan does suspect that he might be there. And, and, and I don't know that he suspected it when he showed up, but when Boyd comes bounding out of the house yeah, when Raylan arrives, the that's the tell that you can't cover. Oh, you must have something really good in there you're yeah, trying to keep from yeah, me. for you to come out like that. So, Why I mean, does Ava call him in? I don't know. That's she a good up, question. She ends up telling Boyd, like, or, or she ends up telling Raylan, I think, like, you guys are going to get violent. You know, is that, that's not what I want. Yeah. Um, Maybe she's just trying to diffuse the situation. Is she trying to diffuse the situation, or was there any part of you that was, like, wondering if she is still, is she playing? I don't know. I, I, th- I don't think so. I think she was trying to diffuse the situation, uh-huh. and I thought it, she I recognized. Like was annoyed by it. Yeah, he was. Annoyed the Boyd. Yeah, he was definitely, like, he was annoyed. And, uh, and I, I think that on some level, she really is trying to defuse the situation and recognizes that Boyd bounding out of that house was not the right idea. Right. Uh, and, of course, that's what Boyd did because he felt the need to do it. But um, it, it was not right, and I think Ava recognizes that. And, you know, there's the whole, like, Southern hospitality thing where, you know, bless your heart. Like, you got to be kind to a person's face even in, in the face of wanting to be rude to them or mean to them or stab them in the back or whatever so even though she the last thing she wants is to invite Raylan into the house she almost has to because it would be really weird if she didn't it'd be more weird if she didn't so I think that's part of it too Uh, but I mean we have a we have a just a like I said Earl was very intrigued by this offer you can see it on his face where Earl's like yeah I want that I want that easy money I want that sweet sweet cash uh, I thought that he was dead when Raylan rounds the corner and Earl's body was on, on yeah. the ground. I didn't think he was unconscious. Yeah. Uh, Considering what we've seen from Ty Walker, yeah, like, death was an easy possibility. Yeah, very easy possibility. I'm glad that it's not because I, I, I really want to see where this Carl and Earl thing goes. Yeah. It's weird. I, I find it so weird that I'm into these characters. Like, they're just like, they could just be so throwaway. That's. I don't know. That's the beauty of Justified. Well, we talked about it. It, it, it. Boyd has found himself in a place where uh, he's kind of had to pay people to help him. He doesn't have the kind of loyalty that he used to have because Jimmy, Jimmy's the guy's name. Yeah. Jimmy's gone. And without Not Jesse. I was thinking that because he looked kind of like Jesse Plemons. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, and probably the same level of evil in him. Uh, and he Jesse hits, Plemons doesn't have evil in him. Oh, come on now. I probably I think, has he murdered on every show he's been on? <laughs> Don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but uh, I know at least one of those seasons of television didn't happen right, from what yeah, I'm that's, told. That's so, true. certain season two. But anyway, I, I do think it's uh, that these characters were interesting by virtue of the fact that they're Boyd's last resort kind of guys. Yeah. And the pig was a mercenary, and these two guys aren't much farther from that. Earl was definitely a mercenary, ready to step in for easy money. 
So um, it's interesting that these are the people that he's going to have to count on at the time at, for the job that's the biggest one of his life. Yeah. And that's just, I think that telling that story is a way of saying this is not really important to you. Uh, or this is so, this is, the things that are important to them aren't necessarily what's important to Boyd. Yeah. Uh, they're not people that have been on board with Boyd the whole time. So they're always capable of being at odds with him. And every time that little thing pops up, it's a good reward. But uh, speaking of good rewards... Uh, How about some just rewards? Yeah, I mean, he, 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 this is a Boyd reward, right? What did you think? Let me ask you one yeah. final question about yeah, yeah. Walker. I apologize. Raylan shoots him in the back. We talked about, you know, it's probably, well, if you didn't want to be shot in the back, you could have just run yeah, at you me. You should have run toward me. Walker says it wasn't just for the money. Yeah. What is that about? I don't know. Um, I, I think, obviously, up for interpretation, I guess my read on it maybe would be like, um, uh, I don't know, like, is it some sort of, like, pride thing, some sort of... So is he talking sort of about thing? getting with Boyd wasn't for the money or helping Markham I wasn't helping for the money? I Markham wasn't just... That's what I thought, too. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like, look what we know about Tiger Hawk. Yeah. They've experienced some horrible things in combat together. Like, this was probably a way for them to feel uh, needed, to yeah. feel important, yeah. to feel vital, well, to PTSD feel... PTSD has been, you know, something that this show has explored before. I think that they did it in actually kind of an interesting, subtle way this season. And I kind of felt like it was a little bit of that here with Walker, where it's like, I need to be, I, like, I still need to feel like I'm at war, or, uh, you know, like, this is my, this is my lifestyle, I, you know, this is who I am type of thing, like, I'm a soldier. Uh, I, I got a little bit of that out of that final line where it wasn't just for the money. Yeah, I agree, I agree. So, I don't know, um, I don't know exactly uh, what that meant, but I thought that was somewhat poetic in that it was open to interpretation. Yeah. But those are good last words to have, and that that his, his pursuit was not just financial. It may have been something PTSD-related, or it may have been wanting to seem relevant. You know, the Hurt Locker famously tells a story, I think, much better than American Sniper, because uh, it's more subtle how it tells it, uh, that, the, that the characters in the Hurt Locker are adrenaline junkies. And when you put the Jeremy Renner character back in a situation where he's shopping for groceries, right. he can't do it. He, yeah. he needs to be in a situation where uh, the stakes are different. And, uh, and I think that there's a possible element of that to it, that they needed something where they felt relevant, where they felt like uh, they were being useful. They can't just go back and live a normal life because of what they've experienced in combat. Maybe it's also that he was doing it for Chooch uh, and that he was doing it for people that he cared about. And so it wasn't just for the money. Yeah, it was right. doing it to keep them, you know, the give them something to do, yeah. keep the unit, get, take care of others. Like, there might have been that element to it, too. So I really like that it's poetic in that it's open to interpretation. Yeah. But, I mean, R.I.P. Uh, Ty Walker, great character on the great show. Great character on the show. Garrett Dillhunt, so good. Uh, really awesome to have him on Justified, even if it was only for, you know, eight episodes or so. We're going to get him on the podcast, right? That's what happens when a great character dies. <laughs> we get him on the podcast. I don't know. Duke Davis Roberts, if you're still listening, can you get Garrett for us? Get Garrett on the line. We want to talk to that guy. You, yeah. can, you can be on there as well. Yeah. Anytime DDR wants to be on our podcast. We, we already said that. We'll yeah. have him back anytime. I will, I will say that every time that we, that we can. Um... So yeah, so Boyd's gonna get this hundred k. Josh, do all the good lawyers have ponytails? Yeah, I was gonna ask you. That's really a you question. Did you ever rock a ponytail? You can't do it right now. You, I, you don't have the hair for a ponytail right now. I very recently. Could, do, could you do like a man bun type of thing with that hairstyle? Right I now? I don't know. I, I I did cut a little bit out of it, uh, but I used to be able to. Oh, it's yeah, pretty. You could do like a forward bun. Yeah, it's pretty long. It's a, it's a forward tail. It's pretty long. A forward tail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Or, or you could maybe do like a little tiny bit in the back. I don't know. I used to. Got fantastic hair, by the way, everyone. 
I, it well, really great. I bought it in Shanghai. What do you mean? Well, it doesn't matter what. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, but yeah, I, I would imagine that most of the good lawyers at some point in their life have a ponytail. I like that Boyd's used the same lawyer through and through. Yeah, I, I, I like that. He's a, he's a loyal guy, that Boyd Crowder. Uh, and I, I do like that, uh, that Raylan is okay with Boyd getting the reward money. And you know what? Raylan's okay with this because he's got one more element to this play. Yes. Like this is, a, this is all part of a plan. So this is he, he wanted Boyd to claim the reward. He wants Boyd to claim the reward because, because he, he wants, wants he wants Boyd to see all of the money in Avery's vault. Yep. Because he really wants to solidify, like, oh, you gotta go for that money. Yep. Because yep. I gotta come after you. Yep. Uh, and even Boyd, like Boyd, smells it. Like he knows what Raylan is after. But it's um, I don't know. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like that. You've seen the Sandlot, of course. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like that scene where, where Benny the Jet hops over the fence and he's there. It's Zeus is the name of the dog. Yeah, Zeus is the yeah, dog. So he's, he's there and like the baseball bat, the baseball bat, the baseball is right in the middle between them. But. And they're both looking at the baseball and it's just like, who's going to go for the baseball first? And if, if Benny the Jet goes for the baseball, the dog is running after him and it's going to be on. And that's like the moment here where it's like, here's the baseball. Uh, let's call Raylan Zeus and let's call Boyd Benny the Jet. And the question is, is Boyd as fast as Benny the Jet? Can he take the baseball and get out of there before the big bad dog can come and bite his head off? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I love that. I think that that's, that's so great. And then the other thing that's amazing about this scene is how it's intercut with Zachariah down in the mine. And he's still working on this thing. Uh, and they're, they're close enough now that he sets the dynamite off and you can feel it in Pizza Portal. Uh, it's like the T-Rex like stepping outside and like you see the ripple in the water. And Raylan knows what's up. Yeah, he knows what's up. He's figured it out. Yep. I mean, he's going to say that to Rachel at the end of the episode like uh, when he gives her the good news and the bad news and the good news being like I know I don't know when but I know the how they're drilling up. They can't get through the vault but they can get through the, the bedrock beneath it so that's what they're doing. How are they going to get into the vault once they get in there? They'll blow it up and they'll climb in and they'll climb out. But but they, they blew up their explosive. Jake, UC's not in play anymore. Was that... <laughs> that's right. Well, that's that was to blow open the, the vault. vault. Right. So, so their plan is to blow open the floor. The ground below the, the vault. The ground below the got vault. Got it. I got it. Come in that way and I got it. that way. I think I saw that on Reddit once. Is that true? Oh, no, the safe on Reddit is like the most famous Reddit thread of all time. Oh, I've never, I've never heard of it. Some person in Australia claimed they bought a house from a drug dealer. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there was a, a safe that was unopenable yeah. in the house. And Reddit users went crazy with how to break it open. Yeah. And uh, the, the OP never delivered. And the OP delivered like a year later. And it was Al Capone's vault situation. Yeah. There was like a spider in the vault. And that yeah. was it. So, I don't know. We know that there's money in this vault. And yeah. we know there's, like, I don't know, a few beer cases worth of money. Boyd has this yeah, whole in, in, cardboard bar. castle set up. Yeah, he has the whole thing set up because he wants to illustrate it for Ava. Because like, I, I think that he can figure out that, uh, that Ava, she's going to see that 100K and be like, well, let's go with that. And Boyd, you know, Boyd, he just can't resist. He can't resist himself. Like, no. He is who he is. Yep. And he's like, this is 100K. This is $10 million. Uh, what are we going to do with 100K? She's like, well, what are we going to do with $10 million? Which is a fair question. Yeah. What are you going to do with all that money? Unless you're like, you know, 
I mean, like, there's a lot you could do with $10 million, but these guys aren't like philanthropists. They're not going to be donating to charities or setting up foundations or anything. They're just going to be sitting on top of a big pile of money. You don't think the uh, Boyd and uh, Ava Crowder Foundation I mean, dedicated to building a more just and verdant society? Uh, justified. Uh, justified and verdant society. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, but the, and then even when like – I really like the juxtaposition of, of, um, of Ava having 100K – Having the possibility of bird in the hand, bird in the hand, and then also the the promise of fifty k from the Marshall. So like Boyd's offer is ten million. Yep. Raylan's offer is fifty k. Yep. There's a hundred k right now, and I feel like when Boyd like which is fifty k, yeah. it's split each way. Right. And I feel like when Boyd like takes the fifty k out and puts it on the table, he's basically saying like, t- if you want to. Here's the 50k that Raylan is promising you, and you can take that and you can go. Yeah, if that if that's really what you want. Um, choose me, choose Raylan, or choose us together with 10 million. Right, and I just I I thought that that was really really clever, and it certainly seems that Ava Ava remains part of this deal. Uh, Ava is still in with Boyd. She's she's going to go for the 10 mil. To her detriment, I think. Yeah. I think so. I think. I think this episode. I mean, it's it's been such an active situation. So who really, really knows? But it, it this episode made me feel more worried about Ava than I have in a while. Just in the sense that, like, I feel like she is now sitting with the devil again, and that did not work out for her. But doesn't she tell Raylan how Boyd's going to do it in the end? At the end of this scene, I feel like she gives him some kind of hint that he's going to blow it. I mean, Raylan already knows it. And it's information I think she knows that he knows. Right. So I don't think that it's something that is a, a big deal. But I really do, I do like in this scene where we get the, again, the shadow character Boyd and Raylan. Ava says, you know, you could have been an outlaw. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that's something you could have done, Raylan. Right. And what, what does he say? He says something about, um, he says something about, about the past, how, like, the past, uh, the past is, is set and the future is a question. The past, yep. the past is a statement, the future is a question. Yeah, that was really, and really she, good. And she says the past and the future are a fight to the death. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, and Raylan, throughout this conversation with her, keeps asking, what happened in Bulletville? Yep. Because he, he sees it on her. He smells it out right he, away. He smells it. I mean, like, you know, Raylan and Ava, they've only really had great scenes together uh, for the first time this season since basically season one. Yeah. But they were very connected back then, and he knows her. He knows her well enough uh, that he, he can sniff it out. He knows he knows what's going on. So he's going to end up calling Rachel and say, giving her the good news and the bad news. The good news is I don't know when, but I do know how. He's coming up. They're going to, they're gonna, you know, the dynamite they, that they have, it's for, uh, it's for the rock below, and they're going to blast up from underneath. Uh, and then the bad news is Ava's been burned. Yep. Uh, and that yep. sucks because, listen, whether or not Ava has completely made her choice to go with Boyd, it is now she, you know. That's what she, that's her option. Her, her only option now is to go with Boyd or to run, but she doesn't have an option with the marshals right now. Well, and they probably won't send her back to jail in light of that because it, it doesn't seem like she's been burned through any fault of her own, and that's certainly, I don't think, what the implication is. Uh, not that she burned herself, but that she's been burned. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's all well and good, but that doesn't get her anywhere. Uh, and I agree, to her detriment, uh, she's sort of going with, with Boyd. And I don't think it's because of the $10 million. I think that that scene before this is an indication of that. What yeah. are we going to do with $10 million? 
She doesn't care about the money. She just wants a happy life and to be safe. Yeah. And I think that that's an issue. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start, let's start wrapping up by talking about, you know, something that we've only really teased at uh, throughout talking about this episode. But really, the big surprise of the episode is the return of, uh, of Arlo Givens, it, albeit in ghost form, but he's back on the show. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. You know, I, I, for a show like Justified, like, I don't know how I feel about the show uh, doing stuff like this. I, I like how realistic it is. I like, I like, um, I like that we tend to only deal with the people who are still alive. I, I don't, you know, it's not a show that does flashbacks, really. That being said, there's precedent where Arlo is concerned with the fact that when Arlo was losing his mind, he sees visions of Helen. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of, I feel like there's some symmetry to, you know, Raylan's not losing his mind, but I like him seeing a vision of Arlo now, I thought was a cool idea. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't have even really thought about it, but just the idea of having the final season of Justified back when Arlo died was was tough to imagine Arlo being dead in season four and there still being seasons of Justified left. So it wasn't an expectation of mine that we would see Arlo on the final season of Justified, but now that we have, I feel like that's enough, that's just like a great note that we've hit that I wouldn't have even thought of asking for. No, same for me. It's a really cool way of acknowledging everything that's gone down between Raylan and Arlo. A flashback probably wouldn't have worked as well as this. Uh, it joins kind of other TV series have done this uh, where you see a character. The West Wing is one of my favorites. Uh, there's a moment where uh, this sort of happens, somebody's sort of talking to a ghost, and, and, and you get a, a very similar way that, that this was kind of played out, where you see something from Raylan's point of view, and you're looking at Arlo, and you see Arlo there, and he says, it's about time, you know? Like, it's like, what, has he been hiding in the shed yeah. the whole time? Did he fake his death? No, no, he's saying... I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there who was thinking that. Well, yeah, I mean, but so then, but then you get... He faked it! But you get a really good shot of, like, right over Raylan's shoulder, kind of looking right ahead where Arlo had been standing, and Raylan's right. talking, and you don't see anything there. So it's evident, like, this is what's happening. They do a really good job with the staging of this scene. And yeah, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, um, this is all in Raylan's head. So this is what Raylan thinks Arlo would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I love the theme with the digging up of the graveyard and yep. putting things to bed and literally, you know, confronting actual ghosts. Um, the season, this series is actually ending, Josh. I know, it really is. Yeah. The other thing that I, I wanted to ask you about is, you know, I feel, I feel like I know what, what the answer is going to be, but Arlo Givens is your favorite Justified character, or at least was. Yeah. Uh, when we first started talking about Justified and we ended that first podcast that we ever did about the show, I asked you if you have a favorite, and yours was Arlo. Um, were you, how, how satisfied were you with this, what I would imagine... Could, could and probably is the final appearance of Arlo Gibbons on Justified. I, I was happy to see him back. Does it, I, make, does it make you feel better about how they, what they did with that story? Not entirely. Uh-huh. Um, and and, and that's a, that I, I, I feel like the Raylan and Arlo story prime, like the actual Arlo is machinating against Raylan and doing things that are affecting Raylan in the day-to-day. I don't think the show needed to be about that. Yeah. That was okay. There were moments where it was really good, where Arlo was a couple steps ahead of him. Maybe he was faking things. Maybe he wasn't. There were times when Arlo was putting Raylan in jeopardy. That's fine. I didn't think the show needed to be about that. I always appreciated their relationship much more on a thematic level on what it actually said about Raylan and how that all played out than I did you know, on anything that wasn't uh, what he was doing to Raylan. So... 
I, this is a great way to bring that back because it brings it back in a thematic way yeah. that is in no way tied to anything that Raylan's doing. It's not like Arlo's ghost is preventing Raylan yeah, yeah, from yeah. finding Boyd. Sure. But struggling with the ghosts and struggling with the decisions and struggling to live a life because he had Arlo as a dad have prevented Raylan from moving on. And they have prevented Raylan from confronting things that he need to confront. So I do like that, that this is a way of putting that to bed a little bit. Uh-huh. To say that the thing that you were most afraid of in your childhood, the thing that was like representative of everything about your father that you found horrifying, it's, it's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. It's an empty house. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an empty room. It's not full of anything other than your father's ghost that you can converse with about how it's not full of anything. Yeah. And that you can talk about how... It's a big fat nothing. It was important for that reason and that reason alone because he, Arlo, made it important so that he could be there on his own. Yeah. And that people would stay away from him there. Uh, and and it, I really, I, I think that, I don't know how long Raylan's known that. I don't know if he didn't know, if he knew it when he opened the door or I don't know if he didn't realize it until he looked around and saw nothing there. But I think that's a major deal for Raylan to figure that out. Big breakthrough. And we see how it's changing him, right? Because in the next scene, we see him talking again to the same person he talked to at the beginning of the episode. About digging up the About digging up the bodies. Yeah. And then how has he changed? Um, yeah, so what is, what is he going to do with the remains now? What is his ultimate decision? Uh, he, he just seems to be more concerned about what's going to happen with them. Um, and, and he's okay with digging them up at this point. He wants to move them. Uh, and he's not sure exactly where they're going to go, but yeah, he's your, ready. Your guess is as good as mine. He's ready to make the decision. And, and he pulls up the, uh, he pull, the, the backhoe pulls up and it digs away the Raylan Givens tombstone. Yeah. So maybe he's able, maybe he's going to be able to put that behind him and actually, because there's some speculation that Raylan, that tombstone was where being he so was prominent, gonna he was going to wind and up it's there. Not, it's, listen, he still could wind up in the ground, but I don't think that he's going to be winding up in his old funeral plot. That seems to be over. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a cool, that's a cool little, little, um, big, big, big breakthrough for this. I guy. think so. Yeah. And I think if Raylan is, is going is gonna to move on. He's going to, I mean, and this is an episode where he is Batman and he's running these great plans and everything's working out perfectly for him all the way down to actually getting Boyd to see the money. Yeah. Um, all that worked perfect for him. Uh, and so he, this is a big Raylan episode. We don't talk about Raylan enough on this show. We don't. We don't. Uh, the characters are so flashy. There's so many to talk about. But I feel like we've had some really interesting Raylan stuff to talk about recently and this was a fantastic episode for him. Yep. Um, because, because he was... He was firing on all cylinders, all both cylinders. both as a as an action oriented person and, and on his thematic cylinders. Yeah. He really was crushing it out of the park. This is this is a big episode for Raylan, and you're right. It comes off the heels of Winona saying, "Let's do this," yeah, uh, and that all really coming up. Uh, here we are. Well, he's got these fifty one forty nine odds, both in terms of his relationship making it, but I also think in terms of. Uh, everything going on with Boyd working out in his favor, uh, and I, I feel like there is uh, there's a lot of work still to be done, but he seems really ready to get it going on. Uh, I find it very exciting. Um, I know this is going to come as a shock, Antonio, but I love this episode of Justified. I know I never gush about this show. I know I never say that this show is one of the best shows on television. I think it really is. I'm going to say that for the very You've first time. You've never said that. I'm say that for the very first time. This is a breakthrough for you, Josh. Yeah. No, no. It was just a fantastic episode. Again, in this very fantastic final season. Um, they're really hitting it out of the park for me. Everything that they're doing is so great. So, I don't know. Anything else to talk about this one? I mean, we're, we're coming up against our time that we got to start wrapping up over here. Uh, anything from this episode that you think we still need to hit? No, I think we covered it all. And if we forgot anything, please do let us know yeah. in the comments. As always, you can, you can hit us up 
What's your Twitter handle again? Uh, I'm at Ron Howard like Ron Howard, but rounder. He's not really a rounder, and he's not really like Ron Howard either. I'm definitely not like Ron Howard. Uh, I, I think you're like than Ron I think you're like Terrence Howard, but rounder. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> this is this bar is my empire. So uh, wow, that was the worst Terrence Howard ever. Yeah, I but know I know why. why. I, I know why. I know why it was. So that's fine. <laughs> was I it sounded like Mr. Burns. Yeah. Um, not and not Jerry. Not Jerry Burns. Not Jerry Burns. Smithers, this bar is my empire. <laughs> when pigs fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Mr. Burns. Uh, I don't oh, think you okay, want this to be right. your, your Save bar. Save that for the Simpsons podcast with Mike Blue. Oh, I never got to do that. I got well, too busy. It's not too late. Not too late. All right. But it might be too late for this podcast. What else? What, how else can you reach us? Uh, well, you can reach Antonio at AC Mazzaro, two Zs and one R. You can reach Post Show Recaps at Post Show Recaps. You can subscribe to what we're doing on the Justified Podcast, postshowrecaps.com slash justified iTunes. Or our RSS feed, postshowrecaps.com slash justified. Or just everything we're doing here on Post Show Recaps, postshowrecaps.com slash iTunes. Don't miss an episode of anything we're doing. Antonio and Rob Sesternino have been recapping Better Call Saul, which is fantastic. And I still haven't gotten to hear what you and Mike Bloom said about this most Mike recent Bloom. episode. But the, but the episode that just aired this past week was uh, my favorite of the series, and I put it as high as the highest episodes of Breaking Bad. I really do think it was that good. Um, and I know I know some people will think that that's a crazy talk, but I think that it's legit. Uh, and Rob Cesarino and I, we are talking about The Walking Dead here on Post Show Recaps as well. Other shows are happening. House of Cards is wrapping up with uh, with Zach Brooks and Rob Cesarino. Once upon a time. Once upon a time with Mike Bloom and Kirk Clark. We've got um, we've got Game of Thrones coming up real soon. Winter is coming, winter, Josh. Winter is coming. So lots of things happening here it's on Post so Show mine. Recaps. Um, oh, I don't. I hope that that mic didn't pick up what you said, but it might have. Uh, but yeah, lots and lots going on. Uh, speaking of lots going on, you and I have a date with the know-it-all. That's so what I mean. I'm coming to the show tonight. We're coming to the show tonight. Uh, so let's. It, did we land on a final hashtag or just any? I'm, I'm going to give you some options okay, here. Here we go. Hashtag Frady Hole. Uh-huh. Hashtag Ghost Bustified. Uh-huh. Hashtag Regular Poochie. Uh-huh. Hashtag Guacamole. Guacamole. Guacamole with yeah. a Y on the end. Yeah. And hashtag Plunch. Plus. I also want to submit you could use the hashtag PineBoxRockShop. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much to PineBoxRockShop for hosting us today. And Terry, this was really fun to do in person. Yeah, why don't you give me a job in New York and I'll move here. I'm going to touch you one more time. Oh, oh my gosh. He I went just, for the fist bump and I just kind of like pawed him. Which, <laughs> which meant that my fist rubbed his finger in yeah. a really weird way. Well, listen, it's my birthday. We can do what I want. Oh, boy. Uh, well, we're going to stop recording then. Well, let's go do what I want. Let's All right. Get out of here. Let's All do right. it. Thank you guys so much and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Justified Podcast. Take Cheers. Thanks, everybody.